All right. It is week 18, 2021, and Snapchat is hunting creators. App makers are hunting tech companies. Rap chat is hunting rappers. And Twitter is hunting recurring revenue streams. Let's get to it. Welcome to Clickbait and Switch, the marketing podcast that tries to cut through the bullshit and hook you up with what you need to know, what you don't, and what stories should be getting more love than they're getting. I'm Mark Dolinsky. On the other mic, Gisela Slizer. We are going to start off with Snapchat. Surprise! It has announced a creator marketplace. Gisela, break it down. That's right. Last week we saw Facebook doing this for Instagram, and now Snapchat has announced a creator marketplace that's going to integrate creators directly into their existing advertising ecosystem. So for starters, businesses will be able to connect with particularly lens creators, developers, and partners. So they're really, really focusing on their thing, let's say. I'm doing air quotes that people don't see, um, except you, Mark. But they're focusing on what they do best and what they were born to do, I guess, as a platform, which are AR experiences. Eventually, the tool will expand to all the creators and also to Snapstars, which are the creators participating or acting in Snap Original Series, which are like, TV series on the platform. Um, so advertising campaigns and brand activation partnerships will be available across the board. But this is super interesting because this is kind of a new era, right? Like we're starting to see influencers are now being branded as creators, no longer influencers. Feels like a different approach, right? Yeah, I think the main difference here is that like it's gone from being passive to active. So you got these influencers before like, okay, well, you look pretty, you have lots of fans or you just have a, a big following, we're gonna give you some money to hold our product or talk glowingly about something. Whereas now you're seeing with all the tools available on these platforms, people creating their own content. Mm -hmm. And then you want these brands associated with that sort of creative energy and their actual talents, which is kind of interesting. So, so while at the core, I feel it's very similar, it, it is a little bit different, which is super great for all those people creating and spending a lot of time building their own sort of brands with their talents. Yeah, it feels almost a little bit more respectful in a way. I don't know, maybe this is our bias of the word creator versus influencers, but there's something there. And it's also kind of a shift in the way we buy advertising because, of course, new era without cookies. But now it seems like instead of brands buying advertising where you kind of select the audience in the self-serve or wherever you say you're buying, where you say, I don't know, women between 30 and 40 that like cookies and have dogs. Now, instead, you're going to go seek out the creator that best represents the values that your brand or your product stand for. And that has the right audience that more or less fits that target audience you were manually building. So in a way, it feels like we're headed for the Truman Show somehow. I don't know if that makes sense. Totally. And moving on. So recently, the iOS update has allowed people to turn off their app tracking. And it's been a huge deal. So only one in 10, but 11% of mobile users with this feature have allowed the tracking. And it drops to 4% in the US. So everyone is just abandoning this constant tracking Truman Show style. And the result, app makers are buying ad tech companies in order to build their own sort of proprietary tech. Do you want to break this one down? Yeah, so there's, a, I mean, here are a few names that we've never heard of before because we're not app makers, but there is a big one called Zynga, who's responsible for a huge amount of apps in the iOS store in particular. And they're buying a platform called Chartboost that 
used to run um, display ads on apps, but now this is going to enable the app maker itself to personalize ads within their own apps without having to share data with a third party. So it's compliant with new rules and regulations, and it's allowing to expand the offer of the app, right? The rival from Zynga, which is called AppLovin, but also an ad tech group called Adjust earlier this year. So it's really a trend. And yeah, more follow-up from the new cookie-less world and companies are circling the wagons around their own properties, platforms, and proprietary tech. And Google just announced new rules on data collection transparency on its app store. So the new year is going to launch a new section in its Play app store. Though it's... Like them, so I can't help you with that at the moment. Hey, Google, <laughs> shut <laughs> up. Is Siri but Google talking because you named it? <laughs> I named it Google and my phone went batshit. <laughs> we should keep that in. Keep it in. Uh, where was I? So next year is going to launch a new section on its Play App Store that lets users see what personal information about them developers collect and share, as well as security settings and practices. Google is going to require all apps in the Play Store to reveal what information it has access to, such as location, data, contact details, and it will show if apps encrypt those elements of data. So Google's Android OS is the most used operating system globally, so these implications are quite huge. But if you're actually looking at the monetary difference, the global app revenue in Q4 of 2020 was at $31.9 billion, with Apple outpacing Google 2 to 1, despite only having 15% of the market. So even though Google's Android is absolutely fucking everywhere, it's still Apple because of their app store policies that are just making out like complete and utter bandits and is one of the reasons why the epic Apple court battle is so interesting right now. Because of the Apple app store policies, but also because of the type of target market that Apple has, right? Yes, affluent people. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's move on to our weekly waiter. So these are the other things that caught our eye this week. Twitch has a major fucking problem and it grossed me the hell out. So it's just chatting feature, which allows its host to talk to people on their platform has basically been turned into softcore porn featuring young women chatting in inflatable pools and bikinis. Absolutely disgusting. That may be the worst sentence I've ever said, um, but they need to sort that out because it's getting a bit out of hand. It's scary. Let's move on to other things. Um, YouTube is set to auto-translate video titles into local languages. This is a big deal because currently if you search for terms in your local language on YouTube, you'll get results of videos made in that language. So a lot of content is being missed that you may understand just because, you know, it's not in the language you're using. Um, so YouTube is reportedly experimenting with a feature that automatically will translate the video title and description on the search page. This is going to help discoverability a whole lot. Okay, small thing that's actually a really big thing. Twitter's not going to chop images off anymore. So the standard aspect ratios of 69 and 43 will now display in full without any cropping. Thank fucking God it's only taking them forever to do that. It's about time. Um, also, Facebook is testing Facebook neighborhoods, a section of the Facebook app dedicated to your neighborhood with a neighborhood's profile that's different from your main Facebook profile. A little bit of a copy of the neighborhood's app, but kind of useful, I think. I'll let you know in a few weeks. So share sounds and log in with TikTok through all new developer kits. Great. So this is going to help third-party apps create more frictionless sharing and authentication experiences for the users within the platform. All right, so I'm moving on to the base. So another app to pay attention to or not is RapChat. Now, Giselle, this one's more in your wheelhouse because you're on SoundCloud under G Slizzy as your rap name. <laughs> so do you want to break this one down for us? Oh, my God. That must be an old, old account that I don't even know what it has on. Um, but uh, RapChat, not Snapchat, 
Although Snapchat is not impressed, I read with the name. Would you be? It's uh, very, very close. My goodness, Rap Chat. It's an app that allows users to record pro-quality vocal music with multiple tracks and vocal effects, collaborations with friends, and more. It sounds a little bit like the voice announcements from Facebook, but this is a standalone app that really builds on the music industry. So users get to build a profile, post the material, and participate of challenges that Rap Chat is organizing where they can actually win prizes like actual prizes i don't know um it comes with beats and instrumentals from top producers around the world all sorts of genres types and vibes and the community is full of artists looking for collaboration so it's kind of a great spot for artists to network i wouldn't say this one's bullshit bullshit is a strong word but i do worry that the offer is not necessarily distinct enough to survive. Yeah, or is it broad enough to, to have more of a wide appeal? It's it's kind of in this weird spot where it's not quite SoundCloud, but it's not quite, you know, a social platform. It's just kind of this weird hybrid of a bunch of different elements of different social platforms. Yeah, if anything, I think the niche aspect of it is the thing that might help it survive because it caters to a very specific industry and it does have some support like Sony Entertainment, among others, Sony Music Entertainment gave it some money last week. And the app is aiming to integrate with the other platforms like TikTok, Snapchat, Spotify, Apple Music. So there's some in there, but we'll have to see maybe it just gets bought by somebody else. Yeah, I feel like this might be one of those things where it's it's a tool and if the tool's strong enough, then it gets incorporated into something like Twitter. Twitter buys it up. So if you want to incorporate more music creation into Twitter as a platform, then that's where that happens because Facebook's now got its own audio suite. Twitter is developing its own sort of audio talents as well. Snapchat, that's not really its wheelhouse. TikTok's mostly video. So maybe it's one of those things that just gets absorbed into someone else's platform. Speaking of Twitter buying things... Ooh, was that a segue? <laughs> I think so. All right, you lead it off. Okay, well, Twitter is continuing to rebuild its offering post-Trump and post-cookies. Last week, a ton of updates from Twitter again, three in particular. There's more audio to more people. There's a tip chart integration and a scroll subscription system that was bought by Twitter. So starting with audio, beating Clubhouse to the offer to Android by just a few days because Clubhouse launched on Android May 9th. Twitter has announced the ability for anybody who has over 600 followers to create audio spaces. And they're soon going to be expanding also to support this on web. I think it's an absolute brilliant move by Twitter to not only get into the sound space, the audio space, because we, we basically saw this coming. As soon as Clubhouse came on, it's an audio feature. You can replicate that on Twitter. But what's fascinating is that they beat to Android. And as we mentioned earlier, when you have 85% of people using an Android phone, that's a huge, huge section of the population. So now they got to do it first on Twitter. I mean, luckily for Clubhouse, they got it out pretty quickly. I assume they caught wind of it and fixed it up as fast as they could. But it's, it's fascinating. They, they're trying to set its audio spaces apart. They're allowing hosts to sell tickets for special sessions. And this feature is expected to come to Instagram, Facebook, and Clubhouse too, because one of the big questions for creators going on Clubhouse is like, how are you going to monetize that space? Sure, there's like the, the tip jar thing or whatever they were trying to do, but this is going to be a specific, and you've already built your audience on Twitter. Why would you then try and start again from zero on Clubhouse? How long do you think it will take Twitter to come up with a marketplace for creators and advertisers? <laughs> I mean, hopefully they just sort of, once they're done in this buying spree, they sit down and actually look at all the things they've bought and 
put it all together into one coherent package because I'm thinking at some point, I mean, you've heard Scott Galloway talk about this for absolutely forever, that if you start having a sort of a tiered subscription system based on the number of subscribers that you have, that just makes sense. If you've got a million subscribers, you're going to pay whatever it is per month to keep attracting that amount of, of eyeballs. Totally. And with all these different features, you're going to be able to do many different things. You can hold an audio space. You can just continue to pump out maybe a subscription newsletter that gets a certain amount of eyeballs through Twitter. It's it's all it could all be integrated seamlessly if they actually took the time to pull it all together. I'm sure it's going to happen. I'm sure it's in the plan and it seems very well planned. All the purchases that Twitter has been making, like it's they're all complementary. They all make sense and they're all part of a larger puzzle. We just need to see the final picture. Yes, I'm sure we'll get there soon. So for now, we did see the tip charts come up for a limited group of people around the world who use Twitter in English. Everybody can contribute, but not everybody has access to put that button in their profiles. For now, it's a handful of creators, journalists, experts. I don't know what defines the experts um, and non-for-profits. And last but not least subscriptions dun, dun, dun. long time coming for twitter right yeah i mean they, they had the newsletter review that they bought recently and so this is this they're adding more what is it more quivers to their bow or some phrase i can't remember off the top of my head i don't know english is not my first language um oh, but don't <laughs> hold that against me come on they did buy a platform called scroll which is a subscription product that removes visual and computing ad clutter from new sites while sending a slice of the subscription price to the participating website. So I had to wrap my head around how this works from what I understand. It's still a better product, but a user like myself, like yourself, like you, listener, um, can subscribe to this service. And the service is also partnered with a publisher. So your subscription will pay the equivalent or more than the ad revenue the publisher would get from selling ad space. And you will not see any ad clutter on your page. So you can read the New York Times ad free, all clean, as if you were reading the newspaper in your hand back in the day and you had cut out the corners or something. So this is one subscription that gets you around any paywall that's part of this program? I don't know if it gets you around paywalls. It's unclear yet, but it's... I mean, it's the tech that Twitter is buying, right? So we'll have to see how they bring it into the mix and offer that to publishers who are already on the platform as well. Because this, again, could be part of that bigger piece that we're, that we're still expecting them to drop at some point. Because if you say Twitter purchases a media company like CNN, then you're going to be able to have two different systems. If you, if you are part of one of these, say, subscribers to a more expensive version of Twitter per month, then you get to check out all of the CNN stuff that doesn't have the ads. Whereas then if you don't and you're on a lower level, then you you still have the ads. So it's still ad supported. Something like that. Yeah, that's my guess too. Pretty fascinating. That wraps it up for the week. Thanks to CloudRaker for providing support for our podcast. But we should state obviously these opinions, all of them, the crazy and the absurd are ours. And uh, that's about it. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and share it with one friend. Just one friend or colleague this week. Try and make your one friend a little bit smarter. And get them to subscribe. See you next week. Bye.